0: is the Men Refined Podcast. Hey friends, welcome to the Men Refined Podcast. Today, in this episode, we have a good friend of mine, a mentor, a pastor, Mr. John Churchill. Is joining the podcast today. John is from Miami. Um, he served in the United States Army for twenty-two years. Thank you for your service, sir. He was a church planter, a pastor of Bay Community Church. That's our home church. He was uh, extensively been trained in church pa- planters. Uh, currently, he's a, cur- a current pastor of missions at uh, Christ Journey Church in Miami, Florida. Also, he has. Three children and ten grandchildren. He loves investing in the, in church leaders, and um, he has one wife for nearly 40 years, Susan. Yeah, welcome, John. How are thank you, sir?
1: Thank you. I'm great. Thank you. It's been such a blessing to get to hear about my 10 grandkids and my wife for 40 years. It's uh, it's, it's one of those things that just make you say, okay, Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to to invest really also in the next generation not just other leaders but your 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 kids and grandkids so blessing and,
0: and yeah i'm thinking about the legacy that you're leaving behind right um you know all three of your of your children are all married and you know they all have their own family and
1: um, and they're all following are, jesus
0: yes amen and they're all scattered yeah around the earth too yeah, yeah, right yeah so, yeah, I mean, that, what a blessing that is to be in that stage of life and see the fruits of your labor through the years. Yeah. You definitely have been an inspiration for my wife and I, you know, and raising children and thinking about legacy every step of the way. So yeah. um, we definitely appreciate you very well, sir. Thank you so much. Same here. So, So talk to me about being a dad. Of three young kids. Okay. Where were you at the time? Um, What was that journey look like? And I'm, you know, I'm talking about what was in your head back then. Obviously, not easy. You were traveling and you were serving our country, etc. So that's that's a totally different dynamic. Right. But you made it, right? We did. So tell us a little bit about that journey uh, back then. What what did it look for you back then? And and. And how do we see families interacting with our kids nowadays? Yeah, I mean you have you have first first role in that. You are still working at a church, and and you still see all that happening uh, with your peers around you. Right.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think when I look back, uh, certainly the early years uh, with kids is uh, it's the in many respects the most work physically. I, I even remember when my uh, between my second and third child my second was my son and then third was another daughter, Carolyn, that I turned 30, uh, in between those two. And I could really feel the difference with the, yeah. uh, with the third, just the, the physical n- nature of it all, you know, cause you got to yes. change diaper up all night, that kind right. of stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I could really s- see the difference. Um, and yeah, I was in the army, so, um, I was probably not, as readily available to help my wife as most um i would have to leave often and be gone and so she she essentially when our kids were little she's the one that did most of the raising Uh, Mm -hmm. i would come in and uh you know the unfortunate thing with the military is when you do that when you come back home you're left with all the the disciplinary things that as a man that needs to happen and so so i had to do a lot of that with uh which makes it, uh, makes it made it a little bit harder for the family. Uh, I mean,
0: you're bad police, right? Yeah, she, she was
1: a really good police, but, uh, but sometimes, you know, things didn't go the way that they're supposed to. And so they just needed a little bit of guidance, a little bit of correction, uh, on their course. And so, uh, we started, um, you know, I've, I've been a believer since I was 16 and, uh, my wife too has been a believer many years. And so we, we really, uh, Started early praying for our kids, praying for their growth, praying for their future spouses, uh, all those things, even even while they were in the womb. And so uh, so the Lord just really blessed that. I think that uh, he cared for it. I, I think the way I looked at parenting, and I still look at it the same way, is that a, a parent's priority is to gradually transfer a child from dependence on the parents until their their dependence rests solely on God. That's Amen. that's that's kind of the whole process. Early on, obviously, when a kid's young, they depend on parents for everything, and then they get a little bit older. And actually, where your kids are now, they they depend they they get their um they they depend on their friends. They depend on themselves. But what we what we want to do is eventually teach them to depend on God. And, and I think the way we do that is, and, and this may be more than what what you're asking, but I think we really have to, as parent, we have to make sure that we love God first and that with all our heart and that all is included. He, he, we really f- serve God. We love him and we're going to do everything for him um, because I think that that's kind of the foundation. We can't teach our kids, to do that unless they see it in us. And
0: uh, Yeah, I, and, and being an example, right, I think it's so important. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I didn't grow up in the church, as you know. Uh, became a believer under, you know, under your teaching. Um, but, but we had a great opportunity to have all three of our kids to grow up in the church. I, I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yari didn't have that. Um, so we didn't know. We didn't know how how was that journey, right? We had great people surrounding us. We had a great tribe, we had a great community in the church, right, that that helped us through that process. You help us through that process, through community and relationships and investing in us. I mean, it's, it's, it's a journey that sometimes, you know, I think many men need right now to stay connected, to stay, to surround yourself with godly people, people that can that can help you and shape you through the journey. Cause I don't think we have this figured out. I still do not have it figured out. And back then, man, it was, I was just an knucklehead. I, I definitely was a an knucklehead and I was trying to learn something that I have no idea what I was doing and, and figuring it out. And I yeah. think that journey is beautiful and it's, it's challenging. Yeah. But, um, but trusting God and, and making yourself available, I think, is a huge part yeah. of this journey as 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 we get to be parents and do the best that we can through God's grace in it. It's 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 just one of those things that you know I see it now. I'm at four, i I'm you know I'm forty five now and I'm seeing such an importance of 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 that, of being in community, of wanting it to be close to those who love God with all their heart yeah. and trying to imitate the good right and polish the bad and get rid of it um eventually community community i think for us had played a, a huge a huge aspect in in how we we are raising our kids right yeah. and
1: yeah and i, uh, I think not only the, not only just the community part but but the physical act of the kids uh having to go to church and that that they realize that that is yes. that's a normal Serving. part of life it's a it's you know it's uh, I, th- I think that that's it's it's key. I, I I know the statistics are that kids who become active Christ followers as adults, if mom and dad went to church, seventy-two percent of those kids will follow Jesus. Hmm. If only mom went, fifteen percent of those kids as adults. If wow. dad only went, fifty-five percent of the kids will follow Jesus as adults. And if neither mom or dad went, which sounds like that's what you were talking about. It's 0.06%. So wow. it's, um, it's, uh, the, it, it is so crucial. I mean, for us, it, it was, it was really non-negotiable. They, they, yeah. they, they did not get a chance to say no. Um, there's I, no, know, I there's know, no you, chance. yeah, I know that a lot of, a lot of parents nowadays are, I don't know, and I see it happen even in the church. I am in mean, now I see, you know, they become, um, their their lives revolve around their children yes. rather than revolving on around God so when a summer league for softball or baseball or soccer what uh, you know they're uh, the they're world gone. they're gone they and, and the parents are gone and, yeah, and I, I think i think that that speaks
0: volumes Value to the of, kids of, of, yeah. of what they care too right yeah, what is it, what is it that these family is valuing right right you know, people always and, and, you know, we still interact with families that have young, young kids and stuff like that. And, and and you know, we, we provide a little bit of advice here and then. And we always say kids don't have a say in our home. Right. They just don't. They just don't know what it is to to think about, OK, what are we doing on Sunday? they just don't because right. they grow up. The only, the only thing that they know what to do on Sundays is go to church. Go to church.
1: Yeah, because you're setting the standard. That's the standard. That's it. That's, that that's yeah. what
0: you grew up in, right? Yeah, because, oh I have a I have a I have a party, a friend is doing a party, okay. At what time is it? Oh, it's at eleven. I said, Okay, we're still at church serving. So yeah. you can show up after after church, right? Right. And we started serving in the church. Like we serve, we yeah. we pull up chairs, we, we, we did the hard work. You know the labor we we serve. Our kids serve with us. Yeah. Now they both—they all serving in the church. Nia serving in the high school ministry, in the middle school ministry. Valentina loves to self serve also in the middle school and with the babies on Sundays. So my kids, so far, so far they're still serving in the church because that's all they know. Yeah. And and in sometimes you know sometimes they may ask. Oh, but I have to go to church. I got so ho- much homework. And I said, well, yeah, you didn't do it on Friday. You didn't do it on Saturday. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you're not going to come. Right. But it's very, right. very subtle, right? Yeah. Very subtle. But those little subtle things, you yeah. know, they still need to be in check, Absolutely. right? Yeah, Because they're human beings. They're sinful, just like we are. Yeah, man. It's just, I mean, you see the difference between parents back then um, how, but you know something interesting in in your stats. You mentioned that if dads go to church, okay, there's a higher percentage of kids that will end up going to church also.
1: Yeah, that'll become Christ followers, right? Exactly. That, that tells
0: you that the virtue of the dad in the home is so important yeah. for the overall health of the family for that legacy. The huge part that men play Absolutely. in the family. Is mind blowing. Yeah, I and mean, there's, there's yeah, been sad. such a such a big critic, you know, culturally and socially, about trying to remove that patriarchy of a dad, you yeah, know. Very, and and really you know, is. some people don't even like to hear the word patriarchy because they think is is abusive. But in reality, patriarchy is God's order onto life, onto us. That's all it is. Yeah. It's an order that we need to follow as Christ followers. I don't know. Talk about the importance of that dad, of dads being present in their family, right? I mean, the stats say, you know, just just explain that. If the yeah. dad shows up, if the dads come to church, you know, it's a high probability that your kids will come back yeah. to church or will stay in church. Oh, yeah, right. The dads higher than the mom. Why would you think that would be?
1: I, 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 um, I think, the, the, to me, when I look at masculinity and the male in the home, the father— I really see the father as, as the standard keeper, the one that sets, Here, here's what we're going to do, and I want to make sure it happens. So here's how you're going to behave, and here's what we're going to do. Um, the mom, the mama, and I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my, my view of women in a minute, but uh, a mom, is she's nurturing, she's caring, and, uh, and sometimes because of that relationship that, that's natural, that comes from the moment that they're pregnant, uh, Absolutely. Th- they sometimes, th- I guess the relationship is so close, so intimate with them that sometimes they, they can't hear the standards from the mom sometimes. Mm. And, yeah. uh, and, 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 uh, obviously that, um, that makes it tough, but, but just in case there's a, uh, a, a woman listening right now. And, and especially if you're, if you're a single woman, um, God still is going to use you. He's, yes. He still needs you. Your job is a little harder. Well, probably yeah. a lot harder, uh, but God God will use you. I've, I've always, and I just want to make it clear up front, I've always believed uh, that the woman is the pinnacle of God's creation. She was, the woman was the last thing created. And so she was, all those things that God God knew and, and built, the, the woman was the maximum. So I have an incredible view, a great view of women I, I thank God for women, um, but there is a role for that the man has to play, and if he doesn't, just like you said, the stats the stats show that it impacts yeah. the kids. If, yeah. if 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 the dad did not go to church, um, then a lot of kids aren't going to follow. So the, I think again, the man st- sets the standard, and in the home of, for that kind of thing, for for development, for its rules, for direction. Um, and so the you know the ideal is that both man and woman go to church, and then you see the results. All our ki- all our kids go to church now. Uh, they're all adults. They all have children, uh, and they it's 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 habit for them. It's regular for them. And so you were talking about how important community is, but but and and they get exposed then to community because it's natural. It's it's the way that they've always experienced it. So. It's a uh, it's a it's a good thing. And, and I think my, my kids, my teens, when they were teens, uh, they helped plant Bay Community Church. You know, they, they were actively involved. I remember us walking through neighborhoods and talking to people and they were right there. So, um, you know, it, it, it really did make a difference in their life to, to be connected uh, to the church.
0: It's in your blood. It gets to be in your blood, that necessity of serving um, in any capacity that, you, that you're able to at any given point. Because, you know, from that love of bringing us into, into, into the family of God, it's, it's got to come that necessity. It's got to come from you, from your heart, that necessity of, of giving yourself, yeah. of being selfless and giving yourself to the work of the kingdom. And I think um, you have to teach that. Because I don't think that's going to come naturally from from men.
1: Right. And you teach by yeah, what you, you do. Have to, you yeah. have
0: to teach that. You have to be an example of that. You know, I can only speak of what I've been through, what I've seen in other men, uh, what I've seen in my life happen. If you don't have people that can be an example, that can tell you, you got to do this, you got to behave this way, the why of why of you, why you're doing this, many will not get it. I mean, the, you know, the Bible says right. that we are saved by the Word of God, by the preaching of His Word. So somebody needs to tell us, somebody needs to come to us, close, cl- get closer to us, and, and, and speak the truth. Tell us about that yeah. gospel, about that Jesus, that, that, that man, 100% man, 100% God, that died for our sins. If we don't hear that, if we don't hear the why, I think it's very, very difficult for any man, if you haven't had that opportunity to have other people that you can look up to, that you can stretch yourself, right? And and grow, also have the opportunity to grow on your own. I don't, I, you know, it's difficult. It's, it's a challenging way of living, um, even raising a family because- yeah. What if you've never been a Christian? You don't have those values. You don't know. You know, it's like that old saying, you don't know what you don't know, right? And and sometimes right. it could be excusable and sometimes could be laziness at the same time. But man, if you're seeing thunder around you, don't you want to just look up the window and see what's going on? Right. And I think there's a lack of self-awareness in the world right now, especially with men. We're, self, we're not self-aware because we don't want to deal with drama. One... We don't want to be self-aware because, okay, yeah, that happened. I don't want to deal with it. Put it in the back burner. I'll deal with it later. I don't have I don't have a brain to do to to deal with that right now. Right now, you're aware of what happened, but you don't want to deal with it, so you can fix it because you don't want to deal with the drama. Right. So I think they're escaping that challenge discussion, healthy discussion, and dealing with with that issue so we can learn from it and get better at it they're just they're just escaping it's just it's just escaping yeah. they just don't want to face the music
1: well and i think a lot of that is cultural yeah. I, I think that uh when i look at our culture i i see that the main thing that i see happening to men is that they're just emasculated yeah. you know they're they uh you know you've had it from the you know from the 60s on forward you have well the man's not really needed um you know, a woman can do it all on her own, and and a woman can. But what's better is if the man is there helping uh, raise the child, uh, because they end up uh, well. Just like we've talked about the stats, they end up much better uh, if that happens. So I think culture has really lessened and cheapened the role of the man in the home. And as a Christ follower, we're we're called to be countercultural. We're, we we've got to be different than that. And so the man really needs to be involved and 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 not and not as a wimp you know oh my wife's controlling me no not at all mm-hmm. you're really there to serve one another I, I i love the picture of uh of the um husband and wife where the husband lifts up the wife and then she lifts him mm-hmm. up and uh and you just keep growing up and so um the the, the man's got to be there he's got to be part of that he's uh He's integral. If he if he's not there, there's an impact in the family, and so so I encourage the men that are listening to the podcast, get involved in your home, be there for them, um, show them your love, show them your the, you know you want the best for them, uh, invest in them so that their dependence goes from depending on you to eventually depending on God, and so but but don't, to do that, you have to show them um, how to do that.
0: When I was when I was younger, probably. I don't know, in my teen years, um, I'm from Venezuela. So I was in Venezuela at that time. We used to watch a lot of um, sitcom shows from the States. Um, a big one that just came to my mind was Married with Children. You see how they, they, they picture the dad um, as, right. as a guy who is a zero on the left, pretty much in the equation, comes from home. Everybody makes fun of him. He just sits in the couch, right. watch TV, and everybody rules the house in everything, and he's just a mockery. I mean, everybody just mock yeah. him, and and we used to laugh at that because that's against our culture back then. You know, for Hispanics, that that's you mock that. You were mocking right. Americans, like, look at this dude, yeah. who has the pants, right? C- c- can you expand a little bit on 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 the roles, right? You know, when you see, when you say, come alongside your wife, help her, encourage her, what what does that look uh, for you? Because um, it's it's important to say also that there's a there's a huge saying, you know, lately in society, right now, we're in 2022, right? Elon just. Purchase Twitter. So a lot of people are just crying. You know, that's that's the season that we're in right now because he wanted to make it like a like a free speech kind of platform. So that's a big deal, I guess, now these days. But would you elaborate a little bit on what does that mean? Be part of and be present with your wife at home? Because uh, one thing uh, that I don't think it means is is doing everything for your wife at home because there's roles and we all have our own roles i do not expect my wife to be mowing the lawn or fixing a drywall that my dog that my dog chew completely i don't expect my wife right. to change the oil on my truck right i don't expect my wife to be on the roof so there's some roles sure. Right, that we need to play and we need to make sure that those roles stay as yeah. God ordained. And I'm not saying that I'm not gonna wash the dishes once. I mean, for sometimes for me, being in front of a computer all day, I, I, you know, I will go down and I'll just cook some breakfast and just wash my dishes. Yeah. You know, it's good for my brain, you know, it's just relaxing sometimes. But these things can go a little bit to the edge if, if it's not explained properly. So, What's your yeah. take on that?
1: Well, I think my take is well. First of all, obviously, I'm just, just going to state the obvious: is that some of those things that you mentioned that are considered in a male domain, some women are gifted in those areas too. I mean, they are. Uh, some some women know how, better how to change a oil in a car than the man. So, so those are not specifically; uh, those are just generalities that, that you've mentioned. But and so they, they can go really back and forth. They can. Uh, but what's important is that, and, and I do it in premarital counseling, is that, yeah, roles are defined. You know, what do I expect you to do? What do you expect me to do? Uh, you know, and, and, and get that well-defined de- well early on. Uh, so, for instance, uh, for me, uh, again, standard setter, I, I, I have always believed that the first part of discipline is making your bed every day uh and so yeah so that that, that, that was my standard yes. you know that that that's just the way it had to be and so okay. so what who, we came who, up who with made, who made those... the bed who made the bed well that's what i'm gonna tell okay. you okay what i'm gonna tell you so what we came up with is the last person out of the bed, the bed. was the one who made Correct. the bed and so sometimes that's been me sometimes that's been her mostly more her because i get up a lot earlier mm-hmm. but but over over our lifetime yeah i mean we've both we have both made the bed and i don't I don't mind. So let's say she gets up and, and for whatever reason, I'm having her quiet time or whatever, and she doesn't have a chance and I'm back there. I'll do it. I don't okay. care. I mean, this is a, a rule that I, I mean, it's a rule that we have, but there's flexibility Absolutely. there too. And so I, yeah. I'm happy to serve her uh, that way. And uh, and I, w- I will say that, because that you, you mentioned uh, dishes, I, I would say uh, there, there's a book, and I'm trying to remember the name, but there was a book that said... Um, the title was something like uh, "Love Making Starts in the Kitchen," mm. and and what 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 the what the premise was is that a if if you serve your wife, if you wash the dishes for her, if you do things to help her, it just helps the relationship. And so so I I mean for the last few years, maybe more than few, you know I I've been the primary dishwasher. I, I don't care. I, I serve her, and she she feels served. She feels loved. She feels cared, cared for, and that and that just helps our relationship. Uh, so I don't mind doing those things at all. Um, but but again, I think those things, ha- what you're going to do and how you're going to do it, all needed to be defined beforehand. And and the truth is, my wife's much better at keeping the house than I am. Mm-hmm. She is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if it's just her nature or whatever. So, but I help her wherever I can. And, and no, she doesn't get out and mow the yard and all that stuff, but she has at times. Like when I was gone in the army, she, she, she was out mowing the yard, you know, cause I wasn't there to do it. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a blessing to serve and, and to care. And I think when you look at marriage and marriage and parenting, to me, what God teaches us in both of those is to be selfless, right? That it's not about us. It's not about what we want. So so we have to learn to give up ourselves and serve our wife. we got to give up ourselves and serve our kids, take care of them, help them grow up. Uh, all those things are not easy to do. Uh, and, and you know, like there'll, there'll be times where, okay, man, I, I don't want to, you know, I know that my wife has been up every night, uh, every every night taking care of the baby. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't want to get up because i got to go to work. But, yeah. you know, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you got to be there. Sometimes she She, she got to get the rest, too. So I'm just saying there, there, is, a, there is a give and take in marriage, and, and there are seasons uh, in marriage. Um, but I think that what we, le- what we have to learn to do is that we serve our wife, and our wife serves us. That's, that's kind of the way that God has designed it. Um, and then it's the same with kids. We serve hmm. our kids. We teach them to serve. We teach them that we're, we're there for them. Uh, and then they learn that that's, that that's what we're supposed to do. And, I mean, that's what you do as a Christ yeah. follower. You know, other, other people are supposed to be more important than you. Yes. Uh, and, and love others as you love yourself. And so that's what that's what, uh, that's what we're teaching them as we serve them and we serve their, their mother.
0: Tell, John, tell me a little bit about your son, your relationship with him um, as you were yeah. raising him. Um, your relationship with him right now as uh okay. in his mid-30s right um what's what's, yeah. what's your relationship with him right now and i mean is is there something is there anything that that you think you failed and you have recovered in your relationship with him through the years and how did that work
1: yeah i mean i i think he, he would probably be much better to answer where i failed i'm not mm-hmm. sure I'm not. I'm sure that there have been areas that I did fall, fail in, because there, there's a father wound at everybody, yeah. and so there were there were things that I didn't do. But what I, where I really focused on my son is that I I wanted to teach him again how to be a mm. man, how to, how to not depend on me but depend on God, and so so I did things with him that were were manly. We you know we would go. I, I was involved in scouts with him, mm. camping and all those kind of things. I, I would help that. Uh, there then there was a time in uh, when he was a young teen, where we lived uh, we lived in Barbados in the Eastern Caribbean. Uh, I was there as a military assignment. I was assigned at the U.S. Embassy there, and so I I was already certified in in diving. So as a 14 year old, he got certified, and we would go diving at least once a month together. And that was you know that was our father son time. Yeah. We would both come back. Uh, just really energized by by spending that time, but by getting to do that together. So I I, I think that there were times that I challenged him. We uh, we've always been one uh, father son who who have talked a lot. Yeah. I, I remember, you know, um, I mean he's he ta- we talk about everything. And so um, so even when it came time to to get married, he came and asked me. You know his my opinion on his, on his wife because we just had that relationship uh, of being able to talk wow. well future wife but yeah and so so it w- it was just normal and we still do we still talk the same way now um, you know obviously it's a little harder he's got smaller kids right. and so when we talk we talk that they're running around there but my my son is also in the military uh, he he's a major in the army and um, he he just got back from Kuwait. He was there for almost a year, and so he, you know, he's having to go through the same things that I'm, I had to go through. You're gone, you're deployed, but you got to come back and then reintegrate into the home. Um, but but we we talk all the time. We uh, I mean it's I, and speaking speaking about talking. Let me just, just talk for a minute um, about what we did uh, in raising our kids. One of the things that we did was is that every night dinner was a requirement. We sat down and ate dinner together, and what happened over the years is that we talked about everything. Mm-hmm. It became normal. Our kids were used to talking to adults because they talked to us every right. night, yeah. and on, on every topic, uh, you know, from from politics to sex to whatever. We it was all open. We could all talk about it. But now that that has led to, we have that same relationship now with each one of them. Is that they can talk to us. We can talk. We talk to them. Uh, when we all come together, which is not very often because everyone's scattered, but when we do, I mean, uh, dinner times are so important because everybody, uh, th- them and their spouses, we just sit for hours yes. and just talk. Yes, you know, and it's it's a blessing. So, yeah, so that but that was that was set as a standard that we're going to do that at dinner. We're gonna we're gonna eat together, and as we eat together, then, then we listen to what's going on in each other's lives. Yeah. And, uh, what a
0: beautiful picture! Made,
1: right? it, made, it made, yeah, it did. It made it made raising them so much easier, uh, because even you know, even if you have a, a conflict at home, sitting down, you know, you're going to talk. Yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're going to talk at dinner. Time. Yeah, and and so we we did that. We were we 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 were kind of countercultural in that way because a lot of families don't eat. Together. And we
0: have to be right, I and I think that's something yes. that we have to put in the work, because guess what, it's going to take work. Man, it takes so much work to be so intentional about where you want your legacy to be. Because we're not thinking, we we, we tend to want to think tomorrow, the next week, the next month, the next six months. But everything that you're saying right now, it's generational legacy. It's you're working, you're putting the work for what's going to happen when your kids marry and have their own children. That's where you're going to see the fruits. And if they repeat that, that you guys um, example back at home, you know, it will be a generational mm-hmm. blessing that now they yeah, have.
1: generational impact. Because yeah.
0: you guys put in the work and it takes a lot yeah. of work. See, people think that it's easy. It ain't easy. You know, it's not right. easy. Sometimes you got to be not present easy. when you don't feel like being present when you're tired, right. you don't want to answer the question. I'm like, gosh, yeah. are you going to ask me this question now? I just sit down. I mean, right. it's it takes a lot of work. And, 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 and I think back to self awareness. We need to be self-aware of what's going on around us and the legacy that we want to leave behind, because that's the only thing that we're going to be remembered for. Um, I remember the yeah. story of a guy said, um he was in somebody, you know, at his grandma's house and, and there were so many people gather for Thanksgiving. All, all their sons and daughters and their nephews and their husbands of the daughters and the fathers, etc. Kids, grandkids. We're talking about 40, 50 people in the house, and everybody, everybody was talking about how everything started with these lady and these gentlemen, how they pour into yeah. their family, right? Nobody's yeah. talking about their profession. Nobody's talking about what they did for a living. What college did they go to? It was all about that legacy, that family, yeah. right? How do yeah. you raise these kids? And look where we are right yeah. now because of those faithful parents. So yeah, I think I, I think of my
1: my wife. Uh, her her grandfather um, was a uh, was a pastor. He was also the the. The head of a denomination, and he had an incredible godly impact on his family, and I, and I believe that even now that impact is being felt uh, hmm. because he, he again set the set the loving standard yeah. as a Christ follower. Uh, his kids came to know Christ, and many of their kids did. Um, and I, he he you know it's true it's it really does say that it will impact generations. And, and he did impact. And so my hope when you talk about legacy, my hope is that, you know, at 100 years from now, someone will be talking about me the same way that, OK, he impacted the world, he impacted our family with the, with the gospel and it made a difference. Yeah. And so that's that's really what I, I hope. Uh, one of the things that you mentioned just uh, kind of stuck in my mind is that really our job really is to to train and prepare our kid uh, for the future, for, the, for mm-hmm. life. Uh, the proverb says to train a child in a way that he should go. And then when he's old, he He won't won't depart depart from from it. And and so, I mean, as a parent, what do we train our kids Mm. in? Well, I think proverbs, if if you want to know what to do, look at proverbs. There's so much wisdom in there, but you see, you see proverbs teaches that we've got to teach them how to manage God's money. We've got to teach them how to carefully select friends. Mm. We've got to teach them how to watch their words. And these are all from proverbs. Uh, we teach them to be responsible, teach them to guard their minds, teach them to be generous, teach them to, to fear God. But all that, all those are found in Proverbs. This, this is something that you should do as a normal part. You want to raise your kid? Man, get in and learn those things. Learn, here, here's what the scriptures say I ought to be doing to train my kid so so that they will go in that way and then one day continue to, to do that. Because, I, I mean, I, I, I'm sure you've met them too. There's, there's parents who have said... That, that have followed they followed jesus mm-hmm. you know they love jesus
0: but they're not but they're their not, kids did. they're not telling that to their kids they're not being an right. example and
1: and 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 the kids see yes. that and so they they fall away yeah. um yeah i mean counterculturally on the same idea um man i i for years i have had my quiet time my devotional time with the lord in the morning every day in the same place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's in our living room, and our in a chair in our living room, and I'm always there. I Take time to read scripture and talk to God. Um, but that had an impact on my kids mm-hmm. because my son has said to me, you know, Dad, I, I would see you in that seat every day, and uh, it really it really made a difference in my life. I knew that that's that's the standard, yeah. you know. I got to be. It's impactful for God, and I think, think that's something
0: Sometimes we don't think about it. Um, I I. I I, I will say people are always watching. if you're if if mm-hmm. you consider yourself to be um, professing yourself to be a a Christ follower, everybody's always watching. everybody, your kids yeah. are always watching yeah. how you behave at church, yeah. how do you posture yourself? if you serve, it's even a greater thing. And I'm not saying this just to say uh, you know that you have to put a faza or anything, right? but you have to you right. have to. You have to have the posture of Christ. You have to, you are you, yeah. you are representative of his truth, his love, his grace. And we can quickly, if we don't pay attention, I think we can quickly become, be hindering somebody else's faith because the way we behave, right? It's like, well, this guy is professing something, but he's, act, he's acting like the world. Where's yeah. the standard here? Where's the division? Yeah, where's yeah. that black and white difference? I,
1: and kids see kids it see kids it. see that if they, if they see a different dad at home than at church yeah. they Whoa. see it and that's that will turn them off to the and gospel they call I mean, it,
0: and them they call it so quickly yeah. too
1: yeah i've seen i've seen pastors where their kids have fallen away because they weren't consistent mm. at home you know their 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 public life was different than their private yeah. life and that that has an it has an incredible impact on kids yeah. uh, on, on where they're following. but uh, the, your, on your idea that everybody is watching that that's really true um, I, I was told once by a neighbor, um, that, that who, who walked every morning and would, would walk by my front window that, that she saw me every morning sitting in my chair mm. and have my quiet time. Mm. And so he, he, it, it's the same thing. You're impacting your kids, but you're also impacting your, your community. So-, so, so people are watching all the time. Yeah. You're right. And, and we have to be consistent yeah. both at home as we are in public. Yeah.
0: I know it's 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 mind blowing to know that, so, and we don't we don't pay attention to that. John, you have impacted our family uh, for generations, I will say, and we're very grateful and we honor you and we love you dearly, you and your family. In closing, what can we do to get better at being a dad? If there is a couple of sentences, and I, and you probably have mentioned this uh, in this chat before, but in a couple of sentences, if there's one thing. That you could say to those who are listening this episode, what can we do to get better at being a dad? Yeah,
1: I think uh, I think first you got to be there, and I mean it, it's okay if you ha- you have work and you've got to go. There are times that that happens, but when you're home, you've got to be there, and they got to know that. And then I think as a dad, y- y- knowing that you're the standard keeper in the home, that that you work hard to teach your children all the things that we talked about but so that they learn to not depend on you and not depend on friends and not depend on themselves but depend on god and i mean that is the ultimate goal you can't lose sight of that that's the vision is that i want my my adult child following jesus that's really what i want i want them living for him and so i have to gradually teach them how to do that it is a process and not easy not at all easy but it, it requires focus and and always always looking at the end result my child as an adult following Jesus and hit and 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 them then teaching their kids to do the same and and it is so it's thrilling to watch um, you know that you mentioned I was a grandfather of 10 just to watch my children raise their kids to be godly kids um, it's, it's such a blessing to me you know it really does. So I'd say, yeah, be there and never lose sight of the goal. Mm. We've got to teach them
0: to depend on God. Amen. Thank you for coming into the podcast, Pastor John. We really appreciate you. Thanks for having me. We'll see you then soon. Hey friends! Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And if this content is helpful to you, would you consider rating this episode and subscribe to the podcast? This episode was sponsored by Cyricom Tech, your virtual IT department. Cyricom Tech provides cybersecurity services, cloud services, IT support, infrastructure build phone systems integrations, and much more. With more than 25 years of experience in the enterprise, Cyrecom Tech is here to serve you. You can book a free consultation by calling 720-819-7388. Also on the web at cyrecomtech.com. That is S-I-R-E-C-O-M tech.com. Until the next episode, God bless you.